I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now, as you can see, no face cam from me today. I'll be honest, I'm not feeling too hot today. So I thought uh, I'll just leave it off to, to save you guys, you know, the um, pain, if, if you want to call it that, of looking at my sick face. Uh, a lot of you are probably happy about no face cam. Drop a like if you like no face cam and make me feel bad about myself. Um, anyway, that's not important. What's important is today's video is excellent. Back with a couple of classic r slash pro revenge stories that are going to blow your little socks off. So um, without further ado, let's get straight into them. $10 and a pencil. A few years ago, after changing jobs, I found myself in a new office with a new phone number. After some orientation, training, and other new hire stuff, I finally got to sit down and begin. I get my voicemail and answering machine set up, set up the email, and the phone rings. Good morning, railroad engineering. Yeah, when can I take the GED test? Sorry, wrong number. Click. Rings again. Seriously, when can I take the GED test? Like I said, wrong number. Bye. This went on for weeks. 15 to 20 calls a day. People screaming at me for not being the adult learning center. One day I had an epiphany. This isn't the adult learning center? Nope. Do you know the number? Check Google. I did. This is the number on their websites. Oh, really? A little Google check of my own and I dig up a few numbers and give them a call. They tell me that they don't maintain their websites and there's nothing they can do about it and it's not their problem. I'm just going to have to deal with it. My favorite line of that conversation was, what are you going to do about it? I work for the States. You can't do anything. Bye bye. And you can imagine that bye bye just dripped with the condescension that only hubris and decades of Karenhood can muster. Oh, heck no. Let's dance. The next day. Good morning, railroad engineering. When can I take the GED test? We give that on request. It takes about an hour and a half. Come on down. Oh, awesome. How much is it? $10. Bring a pencil. We'll sharpen yours, but we can't supply them. Budget cuts, you know. Nah, I get it. See you in a bit. Take your time. They don't like me telling you this, but if you get here before we close, they have to give you the test. See you when you get here. Thanks, man. See you later. Now, for those of you that don't know, the GED test takes a whole freaking day. It's also usually upwards of $100 to do it, depending on the state. In the states I was living and working at at the time, it was around $200. As such, it was only offered at certain intervals. So, as I was telling dozens of people per day that it was $10, took 90 minutes, and offered on request, I'm sure that these guys were absolutely inundated with angry people with freshly sharpened pencils, waving their $10 bills, and demanding the test that the guy on the phone told them they could come and take. Every morning, I checked the website to see if my phone number was still on there. 
I also took the liberty of calling around and getting the phone numbers for some managers I was happy to hand these out when people called back to complain that they hadn't been allowed to take the test Um head back down there and also speak to random director and tell them that they called the number on the website And this is what they were told it took them about six more weeks to change the websites For some reason, all of the manager's numbers disappeared from the website as well. Well, there you go, guys. I mean, to be fair, like the fact that they're not bothered to remove wrong or old numbers from their own website, they deserve some sort of karma like this. It's not OP's job to deal with the incoming calls that are, you know, not for his place of work. It's just complete laziness to not fix your website and and not accept that you've actually made a mistake or you need to update things that are, are no longer correct. It's unfair that the burden of other people, you know, calling up, wanting to do this test lands on op when she's got nothing to do with it clearly now moving on to our next post time for my own tale of revenge many years ago my now ex-wife and i decided to upgrade from the small single story home we were in and find something with more space for us to spread out we had her late teen son living with us our three rottweilers plus i needed a dedicated study for my work I'm in technology and I often work from home. After months of searching, we found our dream home. Beautiful, two-story, four bedroom plus study with huge amounts of space everywhere. Seriously huge. The laundry was bigger than my bedroom growing up. The quality of everything was amazing. A square set of walls, no cornices, polished tassy oak flooring, floor to high ceiling windows in the living areas, and two walls comprising commercial grade bistro doors that opened up an entire corner of the house onto the covered outdoor entertaining area. The standard of the build was no surprise. This was a display home up until it landed on the market. We were to be the first people to live in it. I'm going to gloss over months of details and pain, but we had problems with the place from day two, literally. On night two, the plumbing under the ensuite shower gave out and leaked through the kitchen ceiling underneath it. A couple of weeks later, during a monster storm, three of the light fixtures upstairs started leaking water. A month later, we noticed rust started to show through the rendering on the corners of the house. There were heaps of smallish, easy to fix problems, but the kicker was that the balcony adjoining the master bedroom at the front of the house actually started to sag down to the point that it was unsafe to go out there due to the risk of collapse. We were mostly amenable and nice through most of this. The vendor, also the builder of course, was a small business and we had no interest in making his life any more difficult than it already was for a small business owner. But conversely, we were pouring a lot of our hard-earned money into the mortgage, and we wanted what we paid for. But for his own reasons, the builder just kept making it difficult to get things fixed. There was a seemingly endless list of excuses for not turning up at agreed times, a non-stop torrent of blame directed at his subcontractors, and just plain trashy behavior, like dodging our calls and not responding to our emails. Of course, we started proceedings with our state's consumer affairs department. After all, we were entitled to a statutory seven-year warranty on a new home. But that process takes time. Time throughout which we were forced to endure issues like water leaks, a dangerous balcony we couldn't use, and a whole host of other issues that meant we weren't enjoying our home. There shouldn't have been any disputes about his responsibility to fix these problems. He just chose to be an idiot about it and make us go through the government process, presumably thinking we'd give up before he was forced to do anything. At around the same time, we started getting the occasional knock at the door. 
only to open it and find a couple standing there with a brochure in their hands and our house pictured on the front. The first few of these conversations ended with us politely explaining that this was no longer a display house. It was our home. Without exception, they all apologized profusely and went away. After a month or so of this, I started to wonder, how was it that people still thought our house was a display home? I went looking and discovered that the builder's website still had our address listed for display. Despite repeated calls and emails, they steadfastly refused to remove our address from their websites. This irritated the poop out of me. These people would often come knocking on weekends because that's when people go house shopping, right? But our pleas for the builder to update his site simply fell on deaf ears. Enough was enough. An idea had formed. Did I mention I was in technology? The first thing I did was scrape their website and set about the task of creating my own version of it using their exact look and feel. I highlighted every single problem we'd found with the place. Every glamour shot was replaced with shots of the exact same feature, but showing the problems we had. Rust showing through the rendering, water leaking from the light fixtures, close-ups of the sagging balcony, etc. You get the idea. By the time I was done, I had what I felt was the perfect alternative version of their sites. One that highlighted every single defect in the home, as well as calling out all the problems we had in dealing with the builder. I even included testimonials that were simply copies of the BS emails and texts we received from the builder, avoiding his responsibilities and making lame excuses for not fixing our problems. The headline testimonial was the one where he responded with, so just don't go out onto the balcony, when I pointed out the clear safety risk it represented. After getting a lawyer friend to check through each page to make sure I wasn't opening myself up to some form of legal action, he helped me change a few sections, chuckling the whole time, I put the site up for hosting on some cheap and cheerful hosting provider Google told me about, offshore of course. I also registered a close but not close enough to be sued domain name to reach it. The next step was to create some actual collateral for execution of my plan. After all, there was no point going to all this effort unless I was actually able to direct people to the builder's website. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, I took a copy of the brochure for our house that the builder had conveniently left a few off behind in one of the kitchen drawers and set about creating my own version of it. Similar principles to the websites. No contact information except the website address. My website address. By this time, I'd made good friends with a few of my neighbors and we'd taken to sharing a beer or two most nights on our front lawns. And wouldn't you know it, one of them was a manager for a local print shop. Given he already knew what hell we'd been through with the builder, he took very little convincing to print off a run of my brochure for me on beautiful paper stock, nice and glossy, professional. I think it cost me half a dozen beers. Then came the final step in my plan. I waited. I waited for eager couples to turn up at my doorstep. 
eyes wide open in wonder at the beauty of the home they were going to pay the builder for their very own copy of. For the next six months or so, whenever one of these couples would turn up and knock on my door and explain their purpose, I'd let them know that this model home was selling so quickly that the builder had asked if I could hand out his updated brochure so potential buyers could go online and look up whatever the current display home address was. I don't know how many brochures I handed out. Of the hundred my neighbor printed for me, I probably had only two or three dozen left. But I know I also handed out a bunch to mates so they could have a laugh. I'd estimate close to 40 prospective buyers got a copy of my brochure, and I reckon at least 15 to 20 of those came back to thank me for warning them. A few of them had already signed conditional contracts and managed to get out of them one way or another. I don't know what happened to that builder in the end. I split up with the missus not too long after, and she sold the place not too long after that. At the time of writing this, the builder's website is gone. The domain still appears to be registered in the company's name and their state business registration still appears to be active. As best I can tell, he's no longer at the last known address for the company and I can't find any mention of the company online that isn't at least six years old. Hopefully, that effort is out of business now and hopefully, the few dozen people I helped sidestep the pain of dealing with him were the beginning of the end of his trashy little enterprise. My word, guys. Honestly, what's happened to OP and their family here just sounds like absolute hell on earth. You buy your first house, which is like the most expensive thing that pretty much anyone is ever going to buy is a house, right? Put all this money into it, big old mortgage, and it just all starts crumbling down at the hands of this horrible builder. Yes, this is like you need revenge in this situation because the, the amount of money, the amount of time, it's your house for God's sake. You can't have people, you know, mugging you off, um, giving you false dreams and promises and then not helping you out when things start to go wrong. I mean, what the hell is that? What, saying to you, you know, the balcony's falling down, just don't go on it. What? Are you mad? It, it's the balcony of your own home, you idiot what is going on there you've done the complete right thing here by the way before anyone in the comments any of you listening right now guys says uh well you know it seems a bit harsh just completely ruining this guy's career well no this could easily happen to other people as well you have to make sure that it doesn't happen and that you warn potential other buyers there were loads of them that you've shown in this story away from this horrible builder you've done the right thing here congratulations i'm sorry that you had to deal with this i really really am anyway guys that is gonna do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge again Again, as I said yesterday, good to be back, but I'm still not feeling too well. Um, there you go, a little voice break. My voice is honestly not feeling too hot. I get lightheaded every 10 minutes. Um, shout out to editor Steve for editing this video because I think I've been recording now for about an hour. So many mistakes. Um, I hope I'm better tomorrow, guys. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the video. If you want more from me right away, back from before I had COVID and could speak coherently, please do check out the video on screen. If you also want to know what's been going on, how I got COVID, how I'm feeling, check out that video as well. And with one last breath, I will say to you, I will see you all tomorrow, I hope, for a brand new video. Take care, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.